0: Our psalm of the day is Psalm 88, it's found in your pew Bible, page 494. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? O Lord, the God of my salvation, I have cried out by day and in the night before you. Let my prayer come before you, incline your ear to my cry, for my soul has had enough troubles and my life has drawn near to Sheol. I am reckoned among those who go down to the pit, I have become like a man without strength, forsaken among the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more and they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the lowest pit, in dark places in the depths. Your wrath has rested on, upon me and you have afflicted me with all your waves. You have removed my acquaintances far from me. You have made me an object of loathing to them. I am shut up and cannot go out. My eye has wasted away because of affliction. I have called upon you every day, O Lord. I have spread out my hands to you. Will you perform wonders for the dead? Will the departed spirits rise and praise you? Will your loving kindness be declared in the grave, your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be made known in the darkness and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, have cried out to you for help. And in the morning, my prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you reject my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? I was afflicted and about to die from my youth on. I suffer your terrors, I am overcome. Your burning anger has passed over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They have surrounded me like water all day long. They have encompassed me altogether. You have removed lover and friend far from me. My acquaintances are in darkness. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Friday was the darkest day in the life of the followers of Jesus. Their hopes now seem to be ground into the dust. But Thursday was the darkest day in the life of Jesus. Because you see, it was on this day that He suffered. The sufferings that began. It was on this day that he remembered this psalm because all the psalms actually are written by Jesus, prompting the Holy Spirit to write this psalm for this moment. This psalm is one of intense spiritual anguish. There is a deep despair over loss of the presence of God. The great saint of old, Saint John of the Cross, wrote that great statement, when we have the dark night of the soul. Many of the psalms take us to those dark moments and speak of anguish, but this one is different. Every other psalm comes to some form of resolution or hope, but not this one. This Psalm is the only Psalm that ends with darkness, distress, pain, and anguish. One Old Testament scholar says, this is the saddest Psalm in the altar. Another added, It's not only the saddest, it's the darkest psalm of the Psalter. And James Boyce wrote, it's good that we have a psalm like this, but it is also good that we have only one. Sometimes, even for mature believers, life brings us to that place where our anguish and despair seems to take us to the place where there is no hope or help. Somehow or another, we have often been deceived to think that everything should ultimately work out right. And yet we know in life that isn't always the case. I asked my mother once after 50 years of widowhood if she understood why my dad was killed in a car wreck. And she said, no, I've never understood it. Sometimes we don't always know, but we're thankful that dark nights of the soul are not every night. But why is that true? Before we try to answer that, let's look at how the psalmist walks us through what he's experiencing. He's expressing his pain almost in a free flow. And yet there is an increase in intensity of what he is feeling. In the first five verses, he moves from simply being a troubled soul. And then he moves to realizing that he is close to the grave. And then he realizes he is now at the bottom of the pit. The word pit is used twice in this Psalm. It's an interesting word. It is used the same term where Joseph was thrown before he was sold into slavery. By his brothers. It is used of Jeremiah where he was thrown into a prison, a pit where he sunk into mud up to his chest because he was preaching for them to yield to God's discipline and they wouldn't hear it. It was his prison. But interestingly enough in the New Testament, it's the same word used for the bottomless pit where Satan will be thrown. When you go to Israel, there are many places that you visit that you're told what happened happened probably close here, we're we're near where it is. There are a few places that can actually be said "This, this is exactly, you're standing on the spot where it happened. And one of those happens to be the high priest's home, which as the the Gospels describe where Jesus was taken across the Kidron Valley up the hill to the high place where the high priest's house was. There are Roman steps dated to this time that are still there that walk up that hill that we would say with almost certainty Jesus walked up those steps. I'll never forget being with a group of young people. It was before they walled off the steps and they literally got on their hands and knees and rubbed their hands over every step and climbed those steps to try to touch where Jesus had been. But it comes up into the courtyard of the high priest And in that house where there's a church on top of it now, there is a pit, there is a dungeon where prisoners were kept. And this would have been the place where Jesus would have most likely spent his last night. You can go down today because there are stairways that take you down, but it's a very small place and not many people can go in there at one time. But when they go in there, it is tradition that you read Psalm 88. Because this is most likely where Jesus had these, these very thoughts. They took Jesus there that night. They kept him there until the next morning, the scripture tells us. So we know he spent the night in this area. It is a very dark with a hole at the top where they would have lowered him down. And you can't imagine with a cover placed over that where there is no light, a very small area, very cold. He's been beaten and hit and hit. We told that the soldiers there had mocked him. This was before he went before Pilate. And it's in this place that this is the darkest night of Jesus' soul, his last night of life on earth in his earthly form. It began that evening with a prayer in the garden of Gethsemane where he asked the father, Father, can there be another way? But then said, Lord, your will, not mine. And now he finds himself alone in darkness, waiting certain death that he knew was coming. The psalmist then speaks in the next section of verses 6 through 9, in which he speaks of God bringing his wrath upon him, and his affliction upon him like waves, which could very well have been demonic oppression trying to get him to relinquish and to quit. In the next section, he says that he was the object of hate from his enemies. And in verses 10 to 12, he states his great fear of death, where he says, is this the place where I will no longer see the wonders of your work? is this the place where I will have no voice to give praise? Is this the place where I will be forgotten? That's what was pouring at him. It's what the psalmist is saying. Now, we know the Old Testament writers did not have the privilege we have of knowing of the resurrection. And they didn't have a clear picture of what heaven was going to be like, but they're stating what they thought and what they believed because the grave was a place where nothing more was gained, maybe until an ultimate final day if they believed in that. But it's in this last section the psalmist takes us even deeper, and this is where he says, why have you rejected me? Why do you hide your face from me? And this is where the Old Testament and the New Testament on the cross where he is reiterating the remembrance of this psalm. Why have you forsaken me? You see it is here where he realizes that he feels feels now the terrors of the anger of God terrors that came to him of what might be. And he feels, I'm abandoned by everyone. Everything seems dark. We have no concept of understanding the loss of God's presence when God turns away from His Son. The loss or absence of God's perfect love, the weight of divine wrath, the darkness now that was there from the light of the face of God. Darkness is mentioned four times in this psalm. This was Christ's great distress. His great struggle. It wasn't the nails as bad as they were. It was the nothingness from heaven. The loss of God's shining face. He doesn't ask, why does this happen to me? He knew that. But notice what he does ask, why do you hide your face? That was his greatest pain. It is no surprise that we feel like we're dead when God is silent. When life sends wave after wave of affliction and there seems to be no light in the darkness we're often tempted at that point to give up. But in this psalm. Is the hope of the psalmist. But it's hidden. It's actually at the front door. In the very first verse. Because here he says. You. Are. Are. The God of my salvation. Even though he cannot see it, even though he cannot feel it, even though he feels ins- everything else that's pressed against him. You see, this is what leads us to hope in Christ, because it is Christ who took the abandonment that we deserve. It is Christ who took the darkness that we would have been cast into. It is Christ who took the wrath we deserve so that we can know that God will never abandon us or leave us in darkness. As he says in Hebrews, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You see, this is what he took for our sake. But at that moment, it's at the depth of being all alone, of not feeling the presence of God. But Christ made it possible so that we could be moved from that darkness and dungeon to the place of the kingdom of light. where the beginning of the Psalm and he says, you are the God of my salvation. Therefore, in the middle of the Psalm twice, I will cry. I will continue to bring my cry to you for help. And it is here he waits, even though he waits in darkness. But it is here we wait for God to lift us out, out of the pit because now we know because Christ has been lifted up out of the grave for our sake. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you that darkness is never the final word. Help us to think as we pray silently now. Realizing the great pain that you took for us. Take a moment and pray your prayers in mind.